Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Buzz, a series of interviews with your employees by OneHive, giving you an unfiltered glance into the good, the bad, and the personal of all things workplace culture. With me today is Kelly, and we're going to be talking about creating loyal employees. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining us today. We're so happy to have you, and I'm super excited to talk to you today. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Sure. Yeah. First off, thanks again for having me on this podcast. I'm really happy to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, my name is Kelly. I am 32 years old, born and bred in the Chicago area. I got my degree in advertising and really started working in the real world at a media advertising agency. And I was there for a few years and then realized the agency life was not for me. So then I made my way over to the advertising sales part of the industry where I worked as an account manager and worked on, or worked for rather, a music and entertainment publisher. So that was a really good experience. But again, like it got to a point where um, I wasn't really challenged anymore and I was looking for the next thing for me in my career. So I had noticed that, you know, advertising on social platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like was all on the rise at that time. And so I realized that I wanted to be a part of that industry um, so, so I really wanted to get into that. So I went in that direction and ultimately landed a job at actually a large tech company um, where I worked on our advertising technology products. And I've been there now over six years. And in that time, I've, I've held a, a number of different roles in the customer success organization of our company. And I've been very fulfilled at my company. And even still, though, I realized a couple years ago that something in my life was missing. Like I had all these great things going for me. I was really fulfilled in my career. Um, but I eventually pinpointed it to the fact that I really missed writing. And that was something I loved to do as a kid into high school and college, but for the better half, better half of my twenties, I had put it off. And so I decided in that moment that I was going to start a blog and, and focus more around career, uh, progression, career growth for women specifically, and just help them, really become their best advocates in the workplace and beyond. And um, so I, I focused on that topic just because I had noticed as I grew in my career um, in advertising, more and more people were coming to me for advice and having me look over their resume or their cover letters. And so that was something I really found joy in. So it just, it just was a natural fit coupling my passions of writing and career advancement and helping people in their careers, bridging that gap and bringing it all together. So over the last several years, then I have hosted events as well in Chicago, just based on some of the topics I have on my blog and also doing some side career advising when it comes to resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. And I'm excited to have you here with us today. Yeah. Thank um, you. you know, I, I look forward. I definitely want to dive in a little more uh, into your blog later. But to begin, you know, you, you said that you're fulfilled, that you really enjoy um, the, the work that you do at your current company. And that mm -hmm. just seems to be such a rarity to hear someone genuinely say that these days. Um, you know, so I'd be curious, like, what are some of the types of things that your company does right now that, uh, you know, helps you feel that way? Um, that's a great question. So, I mean, they do so much. I think leadership as a whole has been very like forthcoming ever since I've started there. And, and they've been very transparent in the direction the company's going, the growth that we're having. 
you know, even in some of these uncertain times, like especially like this year. Um, so they've really prioritized having weekly all hands calls with our C-suite so that all employees can really understand what are the company's priorities. And I think that's been invaluable to just get a glimpse of what their focus is. And just the fact that they're wanting to share that with the, the general employee base, I think goes a long way just to have that insight. And they're always really looking at employee satisfaction is the number one thing that they want to focus on. Like they're sending surveys to us, like probably, I mean, prior to this year it was probably quarterly, like well-being surveys or just surveys to check in on how things were going for us. But like, it's been more frequent this year, just given the state of everything with the pandemic and all the racial injustice that was happening this year. Um, so this year more than ever, it's been even more so, but they really want to know what people are going through, what challenges we're facing both inside and outside of work and what things are going well and what can the company do to improve. And I think mental well-being and burnout especially have been two key things that I think my company is really focused on and has been top of mind. And I, I feel like this year, more than anything, it's been very appreciated. And on top of that, uh, they really, on that wellness aspect, they, they do provide us like wellness reimbursements each month too. And they offer subscriptions to like the Calm app and like share resources like Thrive's um, Thriving Mind program, just among so many others. And so what I've really liked too, is that taking into account this year, they provided us like a COVID at home reimbursement um, to just like purchase things that we could utilize to create our home offices because we don't know when we're realistically going back into the office. And I mentioned, you know, the racial injustice piece too. It's like, they don't, like our leadership and our company don't shy away from having those like tough conversations. And, you know, after George Floyd's murder, like it really, I think shook the entire country. Um, the company promoted having vulnerable conversations and they were prioritizing calls with our leadership and our C-suite. And even in one of those calls, like I saw one of our leaders, like actually break down and cry, you know? So it's like being like seeing our, our, even our C-suite being vulnerable, um, and showcasing that like they're humans too, I think again, also goes a long way. And I'll just close this out and just say that I think the last thing that I really appreciate and admire about my company and like why I feel like I've been so loyal to them and just love, love the company as a whole is they're very mission driven and they really do prioritize giving back. They don't just talk the talk, they, they walk the walk. And so they're encouraging us always to like volunteer and donate money and, and all those amazing things too. Awesome. Thank you. There, there's so much of that I want to dig into, but uh, you know, one of the things I, and I've personally experienced a lot is when these companies give these types of employee satisfaction surveys, like, you know, mm -hmm. my, um, you know, I've had companies that's like, Hey, here's a survey. We want to know how everyone's doing. But one of the things that I feel like is lost in translation a lot is like the next steps. Like, how are you acting on this? And do people understand that you're acting on this? You know, are there maybe some, some examples you could do of like, how is it that you understand that they actually care about these, you know, it's more than lip surface, it's more than like this political idea that they're trying to, you know, make you feel heard, but that they're actually acting on the responses that you're giving them. 
Yeah, I I definitely see where you're going with that. And like, I totally agree with you too. I think a lot of companies just feel like they need to do things to kind of check, check something off their list to say that they did it. But I don't feel that way with my company. Like they really take those wellness surveys and they, they um, share the results with us. So like they, they, they analyze it, they put it together. And then we're able to see across the board and across organizations within the company, like how are things panning out? Like how are people feeling? So I think that's a big indicator that they want us to see how everyone else is doing. It's not just about us individually, like it's a collective whole and they do do their due diligence in wanting and and ensuring that they're making changes. So like especially I think in the beginning of the pandemic, like, especially like things were really, um, overwhelming, I think for a lot of people and our wellness surveys indicated that as well. And so over the, over the period of the last couple of months, especially like our leadership has come out and said, like, we encourage you to take time away if you need to, like, if, especially if you have kids at home or you have, you're taking care of parents or there's, there's another layer of complexity to your life. Like make sure you're managing up to your manager and like telling them and being open and honest about how you're feeling and what you're going through, because they'll work to ensure that we work around that and get to get you in a place where you feel more comfortable and not so overwhelmed or anxious or burnt out or whatever those feelings are. They've, um, they've even said like, we're going to put in place like no meeting Thursdays or no meeting Fridays. Like some teams have done that where they don't allow any internal meetings, um, on those days just to like have some breathing room. So we don't have all those back-to-back meetings. And I think they're also potentially trialing out, like, what could it look like if we do like a four day work week, right? Like if we have Fridays off, like they've encouraged us to, to take those Fridays off if we need them. And, you know, obviously work with our managers to make sure that we're, we're allowed to do that. But again, I think just making those little steps and having it come directly from the leadership's mouth, like that, I mean, just signals to me that like, they're not just talking the talk. Like they really want us to like, enjoy working where we are and they really do care about like our mental well-being you know and i and i like the you know you you talk about those conversations that you know you have about your own personal life and like what's Mm -hmm. going on in your own life and what's best for you individually with your own manager because like Mm -hmm. 2020 has been a chaotic year for everybody but it's been chaotic in so many different ways so you know i think it's really uh mature that they're able to take that step back and realize that nobody knows how to handle your chaos better than yourself. Right. hundred percent. So earlier you were saying that, uh, in your introduction that you also run a blog and mm-hmm. you kind of, and part of the reason you started that is because you missed this passion for writing. Mm-hmm. So that makes me assume that, you know, you're not getting to write as much as you might like in your current job. I mean, do, do you see a point maybe where you're going to be able to like blend your passion for writing with your current company? Um, there's definitely certain avenues I could go, but I do have that hesitation actually to do that because then I'm afraid if I get into a role where I actually am doing writing, is my blog then going to suffer because maybe I'm doing too much. Right. So like, I've definitely thought about that. Like, are there avenues where I could do more writing in my actual role? But I think now that I do have this like side hustle and my blog, like that's where I do get that fulfillment, like covered. 
So I, I don't necessarily feel like I need it in my job necessarily right now, um, because I do genuinely like the work that I'm currently doing where I'm working one-on-one -on -one with customers after they've purchased, you know, our technology products and helping them get that business value and, um, success like out of the products that they're buying like I, I like helping clients like strategize and set that vision for them so again like I feel like I'm getting two different things from like my current nine to five job and then my side hustle so I mean who knows like I might want to incorporate writing in some shape or form down the road but as of right now like I'm really happy where things are personally that makes sense I mean does I, I remember you were telling me too, you know, your, your company knows about your side gig though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I that feels, I, I don't know, like the first time you told me that it's like, oh wait, really? Like, you know, the side hustle that you're trying to do, you know, it's that they, they know about it and that is something that you felt comfortable sharing with them. Yeah. I think because, um, we have all of these different groups within our company that pertain to different, you know, interests and, and things like that. So like, I just, I figured, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And like, if there's a problem, like I'll ask for forgiveness later. And maybe that wasn't the right way to go about it, but it's worked for me <laughs> for now. And yeah, like once I started talking about my blog and my side hustle, like I was getting positive feedback from my manager and my team and people I was talking to within the company, like they definitely support it. And I mean, it went even as far as um, like last year, actually, like I'm in a, like a women's network group and I had noticed going to one of our events last year that there was an event that brought in external folks like into our office. Like it wasn't, the event wasn't just for uh, like my company's employees. And so a light bulb went off because I was already hosting events on my own at this point, but I was like, huh, like, I wonder if I could have an event like at my company, because I do focus around like career and, you know, professional development. So it did feel like a natural fit. And so I actually ended up like pitching it to, you know, our group leaders and just asked like, is this, is this an opportunity that we could do together and, and partner on? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. So it was, really cool because I actually was able to partner with a colleague of mine on a different team who also had a side hustle. And we partnered together on that event and did a, did an event all around like how to network effectively and make relationships in and outside of the workplace. And so I think just being able to see like my business's logo and my company's logo together, like on the promotional items and like seeing it all come to life in my office, like that was a huge shift for me to realize like they do, they do genuinely care, not just about like who we are as employees, but like who we are outside of work too. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you first shared that with me, you know, first I, you know, I was, I was really surprised, but the more I thought about it, you know, it, you know, early, earlier you were talking about how, well, you don't know if you want to do writing at your main job as yeah. much because like, you don't know if that would interfere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was really reflecting and thinking, you know, every person like we're all, we all believe that we are more than simply whatever our role is supposed to be and the benefit that is supposed to provide to the company. Like mm -hmm. we are so much more than that. And I was like, you know, it's so cool. And it's such a good idea that they empower people to have that side gig because it allows you to aim to find, to, 
to fill those missing pieces in whatever way you want in your own personal life so that you also feel more whole coming into work, coming into the office, being with the group that you're with every day. Totally. Yeah. And I think being more open about like the facets of like everything that you are, I think when you bring that into the workplace too, you're able to connect with people that you work with on a deeper level, because I think so many work conversations like can be very surface level. Like, let's just talk about our work. Let's get in, let's get out. Like we're ready to leave work and like start the rest of our lives, you know, but like, I think we should be really celebrate, like employ- employers should be really celebrating their employees, like what makes them unique, what makes them different, what makes, you know, what are their interests? Because I think a lot of people only feel like they can bring just a small sliver of who they are into work and they have to keep it really buttoned up and professional and like, by all means, let's do that. But like, I also think that I would like to see a change personally across the board with companies that, you know, they promote you know, bringing your full self to work, because I think ultimately it ignites a lot more conversation. It can, you know, ignite more innovative ideas. And truthfully, what we're talking about here, I think it helps give you that greater sense of fulfillment when you can bring your whole self to work. Because I think for so many years, like there was this divide between our professional brand and like who we brought to work and then our personal brand, like who we were outside of work. And I think- I talk about this a lot on my blog, but like personal branding, I think is a combination of the two. Like it should be all encompassing. And I think personal branding is so critical to employees' careers because when you're able to bring your whole self into work, like I said, it helps you, it helps you create deeper connections. And I think ultimately it helps propel you further in your career. And if a company is accepting and empowering that, the employees are going to be more likely to want to stay at that company. Right. Like I, I think almost a gut reaction when you say, you know, if you were to tell somebody that an employer supports an employee side gig is that some people might think, oh, but what if it becomes successful and then they leave, you know, or, or something like that. And, you know, that, but your case in point that that's not true, I would imagine it's probably harder to leave because of the support that they've given you. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it just varies by every person because there have certainly been people at my company that had things that they were working on outside of work and they ended up leaving the company to pursue those and start their own businesses or endeavors. Like, I think it just depends on the person's end goal at the end of it. But like, for me, I never created my blog for it to be like the end all be all. I did it as like a passion point and just to help people. And so you know, people always ask me like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay at your company or are you going to take this full time? And it's like, I don't know, because I like both. And I think that's, it's, it's nice to say that, to say that I am getting fulfillment in my job because a lot of people do start side hustles because they are not fulfilled. So it's like, let's get to the meat of like, why are they not fulfilled? And can they, can we bring that into the workplace in some way too? True. Cause I mean, if, if you're not fulfilled, like, you know, whether you have a side hustle or not, you're probably not going to stay there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you're, yeah, you're doing everything you can to, to get out. But I mean, there are certainly people that I work with, like the one I mentioned, I did the event with, like, you know, she has a side hustle too, and she's uh, publishing a book here coming up pretty soon. And, and she has no plans to leave the company either. So it's just, it's just, I think varies by every individual person and what, you know, what their end goal is. Absolutely. So and earlier, one of the other things that you mentioned that you uh, that you really enjoyed about your company was that they were uh, that they were mission driven. You know, mm-hmm. they did more than just talk the talk. I mean, like 
you know, but they walked the walk there mm -hmm. and they gave back, you know, can you mm -hmm. elaborate? Like, what, you know, what are some of the ways that they do this or that they show you that they uh, are committed to this? Yeah, so they, they actually have a model that they're always broadcasting out, not only to the employees, but like the general public of like what their mission model really looks like. And so that, uh, that can encompass a lot of things. It's uh, grants, it's giving back, you know, for example, this year they purchased and sent PPE to, you know, hospitals and places that genuinely needed it and weren't getting it. And, you know, they are always donating money to like local schools and all of that. So like, that's amazing to see. And then on top of that, like they're encouraging us as employees to also donate, you know, to causes that we care about. And they're offering like a hundred percent match for every donation, like that's over $50. So that's been nice, like, because I'm a, I'm a big proponent of donating money to causes I care about. So it's nice to know that, like, it's not just my money, but it's, you know, my company's money too, that's helping, you know, those causes I care about. So that's, that's important. And then I think the one unique thing too, about my company is that like, they encourage us to give back from a volunteer perspective by giving us seven paid volunteer days a year. So I really used that to my advantage this year and went actually on a volunteer trip to Rwanda, like before everything shut down, luckily. Um, but we were able to really utilize our skill sets to help teach English. And we, we were teaching computer skills and um, working with women um, on the ground that were, that had their own businesses. So we were teaching like entrepreneurial lessons and business lessons and things like that. So I was fortunate enough to go on that trip with like three of my coworkers too. Like we had planned it together and actually one of them was my manager. And so when I tell people that they're like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. And I'm like, yeah, but like I've gotten to a point with my coworkers where we do feel like we bring our full selves to work and we know each other and we've made those connections even prior to going on that trip. So like it didn't feel weird. And I think having that experience ultimately brought us even closer together and allowed us to be more vulnerable with each other and develop, you know, those deeper connections. I think ultimately everyone's looking for. So that was an incredible experience. And I think on top of that, in terms of volunteering, like our company gives us like quarterly volunteer days in each of our offices, obviously like when those offices are opened. Um, but yeah, those have been great too. And that's really allowed me to find, um, more volunteering opportunities that I can do on my own. So I've actually found a, like a, a place where I volunteer weekly as well through those volunteer days that we had at the, at the, at the office. So I think with all of us, like working from home, they've really tried to identify two areas where we can still donate our time and give back. That's still impactful. So like, even though we're all at home, like they're still promoting that, that mission which is important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's incredible. It's, you know, you said, you said that they covered the trip to Rwanda too, right? So they covered half of it. And then okay. you had to raise like the other half on your own. So I did that just like, I pretty much paid the rest on my own, but you know, some of my family and friends also contributed, but okay. yeah, my company paid for half of it. Like, cause they, they were matching half of it of what I raised. Yeah. I mean, that's still gotta be such an incredible experience. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, I guess on, on the topic of, you know, creating loyal employees, uh, you mm -hmm. know, I, I do have one other question I want to, I want to end with, but, uh, is there anything else that, you know, that's on your mind or you, you feel like you've, uh, it's important to share? 
Um, no, I mean, I just think when we're talking about creating those loyal employees, I think it's important to think about getting into their shoes and like what they're going through, not just as employees, but as people. And I think just, again, just treating us, treating everyone like we're actual humans and like, we're not just worker bees. Um, and I think, I think it's just important that employers really do their due diligence to remember that and do everything that they can to make employees feel like they're valued because when we're not, that's when we're looking elsewhere, right? Like we want to leave the company and we want to feel valued. Right. Side note, I, I appreciate the, uh, the B analogy. That you used. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I was, I said it and I was like, that works nicely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just, one question I want to end with, you know, we covered a lot of different topics, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of them like they can be, they can feel really big and intimidating, but you know, if, if I was a leader listening to this today and I wanted to just start making some of these changes tomorrow to help my, my employees, the people that I lead feel, you know, feel more fulfilled and be more loyal, you know, mm-hmm. what, where do you recommend that I start? Like, what can I do? I mean, if you want to start tomorrow, I feel like it, you got to start by just simply having conversations with your employees, like get to know them, get to know that, get to know your team, get, you know, understand from them directly what they like, what's been challenging for them, what they hope to see improve. Like, how do they want to grow at the company? Because ultimately you're, you're putting so much emphasis on hiring quality, you know, employees, you, you want to keep those people. And so to keep them, you need to make sure that you're helping them grow as well and, and giving them that pathway to the way that they can do that. So I think also just asking them too, like, do they have ideas for, for ways that the company could be better or leadership could be better or be more inclusive and more understanding of people's situations? Um, I think getting that feedback is critical to making kind of any kind of changes. I agree. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Buzz. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and check out our other interviews. At OneHive, our vision is to ignite every person's professional passion so that businesses can unify, innovate, and succeed in a rapidly changing world. To learn more about OneHive and the services we offer, please visit us at www.onehiveculture.com. That's www.onehiveculture.com. Until next time.